1: and welcome to episode 15 of Mads World. Shout out to you guys for coming back every week. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on your favourite listening platform. And this is an independent podcast, meaning I do everything myself, including editing, promotion, creative planning, social media, without the help of a label or a producer. So if you do enjoy the show, remember to share it with your friends or click the link in the bio to support the show for a price of a coffee. This week we're discussing bad boys, Hypermasculine and oozing testosterone. Bad boys are bold, rebellious and emotionally unavailable. Everyone's had a mate who's dated someone that was clearly bad news, but strangely irresistible. Despite all the warning signs and red flags, the buzz of dating a bad boy can be really strong. So even with all the signs that heartbreak is on the horizon, why do we still find bad boys so appealing? Up next is my chat with Harriet, all about our experiences with bad boys. Hello, Harriet. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Oh, it's so good to have you back on the show. We had lots of good feedback from last episode. So, okay. yeah, we'd love to see it back on the People's Podcast.
2: I'm here for the people.
1: <laughs> um, okay, well, if anyone wants to know a bit more about Harriet, then... You can head back to episode three called Apple Ever After, where we talked all about dating apps. Um, but I thought we could do another sort of different version of the speed round just for a bit of fun. So first question, mm-hmm. what would you back yourself in a competition for? I
2: was really thinking about that one. And one of them's really sad, my thought process. And the other one is in a donut eating contest. <laughs> a donut eating contest. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, my thing would be overthinking, but then I was like, that's a bit sad. (laughs) So, and then I was like, you know, donuts are a lot better than that. Love that. How many
1: donuts do you think you could eat? How long have I got? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Are we talking donut time donuts or, like, mini donuts? I reckon I'd go mini and how many could you stuff in your mouth? At one time. I'm not sure I could fit more than one. Dunning by you. I know, I know. What is your most recent Google search? This is um, slightly
2: disturbing, but it's how many kills does it take to become a serial killer? <laughs> how many was it? Do you know it's only three? But it has to be over a prolonged period of time, and that's not me planning to become one. It's just.
1: How many kills are you already on? <laughs> <laughs> this is a public forum, Harriet. <laughs> This Don't reveal this anything. This is not on the agenda. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, next question. What is your pet peeve?
2: I have a few. I'm really weird about these ones, like a little bit OCD. But I think my biggest one is just a personal hygiene thing. Like can't stand when people smell like deodorant is not an option. It's not an optional thing
1: to have. Do you know what really gets me is when deodorant brands advertise 48-hour protection, have a shower. (laughs) Have an actual shower. Like who needs that 48-hour protection? You're not camping, you're not bare grills, like you're at work. Stop it.
2: Honestly, like, oh, oh, I just can't stand it. And, you know, when you're on public transport and it's busy and Mm. someone's
1: pit is in your face and, oh, Jesus. I can't even imagine that now. Like, the tube is probably one of the grossest things about COVID, just imagining, like, the germs down there.
2: Breeding ground.
1: Disgusting. Disgusting. (laughs) So this episode is all about bad boys. And you have a story that inspired this episode because (laughs) this story. Story that you told me is it's one of a kind. And I told people the other night at the dinner table, and they were just like, "Did not expect that ending." So I'm going to throw <laughs> over to you, and then we can have a bit of a chat about listener questions about bad boys and and what actually are they? What is the appeal of dating them? So let me throw to Harriet to indulge us.
2: <laughs> okay, so this was a couple of years ago now, but um, I was on a night out with my friends. It was a Sunday night, which should have told me a lot of things about the people out. But um, it was a Sunday night and obviously we were getting drunk, you know, having a good time. And I met this guy um, in the club that we were in. Um, Got talking to him, ended up, Bringing him home, yep, as you do. I mean, weirdly, on the way home, he was like, mm, "Where do you live? Like, what estate do you live on?" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Um, just here, you know, nothing like just on an estate." And he was like, "Okay, cool." And then when we got home, um obviously, one thing led to another, um and but it was super quick and like abnormally yeah. quick. Not in a, it's okay, it happens to everyone. Quick, it
1: was like. like oh are you okay
2: yeah like I'm good but not that good (laughs) um so you know like I was feeling like oh gosh I don't quite know how to address this one so I kind of left it and we were just chatting during the night blah blah blah, and then the next morning when we woke up I was obviously really hungover and just not in the mood for anything I was like what was that about last night like what the hell and yeah. he was like, I didn't tell you because I didn't want to, like, scare you. And I was like, uh. And he's like, I've not had sex in a really long time. Why? And I was like, interesting to be sharing the story, but go ahead. And he was like, yeah, so um, I've just come out of prison. <laughs> <gasps> and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, Sorry. And he was like, mm, yeah, I've been in prison for nine months. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what is this? What? For what? What did he do? What did he do? It was possession of a firearm um, <laughs> having it in my own public. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, not one to take home to meet mom. I hope my mom doesn't really listen to this. But <laughs> So you're
1: just sitting in bed, you've shagged a con, and now <laughs> – now you're just sitting there like what do I do there's a convict in my house
2: (laughs) honestly it was so funny I just did not know what to do um so yeah but the the worst thing about this is he actually lives near me, and I see him every so often. Just like bump into oh. him. Like, Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the reason he didn't want to come to the estate was because it was a banned estate for him, apparently.
1: <laughs> Fuck's <laughs> so, sake! Like you know what? It is funny, but it also goes to um, show you just don't know who you're going out with, right? Like, <laughs> what the actual fuck? Oh are gosh,
2: it's really bad. Oh. I mean, that is just one <laughs> for the advice books of.
1: Be careful who you Honestly, take home. Honestly, like that's like one of the top stories to prove you don't know who you're going out with. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So oh, so bad. So we've had so some bad. some listener questions about what actually is a bad boy and why are they like that. So I did some reading in the lead up to this podcast, mm. and a lot of articles indicated that the most extreme and negative interpretations of bad boys is that they're said to display narcissistic and psychopathic qualities. So it's kind of like – We love it. We love it. This damaged guy, they're rebellious, they're emotionally unavailable and it comes across as quite masculine.
2: I don't know. I think it's it's the narcissism Mm. in males sometimes, isn't it? It's that like rebel, they have to kind of – It's also weird, actually, because I was reading another article, this was actually on feminism, but why is it that guys say that females search for validation but then their whole lives revolve around male validation yeah um and they say like females this females that but actually all they ever want is to be one of the boys yeah it's that kind of interesting thing of like pushing against all boundaries set to them you know everything's testosterone fueled you know mm-hmm. how big is your dick kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah i don't, I don't know I, I think as females sometimes that's what's like on a primal level yeah definitely what entices you, isn't and <laughs> I
1: guess like another question we had was what is the appeal of dating a bad boy and I guess on like an unconscious evolutionary level men with more masculine traits like may have better quality genes and I think it's I think that's just like mm-hmm. a, a really base primal sort of thing as you were saying. I guess another thing is that bad boys probably free us from the pressure of having to be good all the time so maybe it just lets people sort of Mm. let loose a bit it kind of gives you a bit of leeway to I don't know go out and get fucked up and self-destruct your life and kamikaze like all of your surroundings so yeah (laughs) I guess sort of like yeah, if someone else is bad it gives you that um, they'll accept you for who you are even if you're an absolute train wreck type thing which is which is yeah. quite relaxing because it is it is hard to feel like you're good enough all the time for people and I know um, especially now that I've got a boyfriend and he encourages me to do better and everything all the time I, and I love that but it it is quite challenging yeah. sometimes and you do feel a lot of pressure that Um, You're not measuring up to someone and stuff, whether it's friends or family or boyfriends or whoever. So maybe the bad boys give you an excuse to sort of go and explore a bit more of a wild side.
2: Yeah. And I think especially like, I mean, I don't think I came from like a sheltered sheltered home, but I suppose sometimes people that have never like had the, I don't know, it's almost like romanticizing that wildness in life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That actually chaos is sexy, but it's not. Like the more I've been around people that have had like more chaotic lives or anything or like, you know, the bad boy with the trauma that you want to kind of try and help or whatever. But it's just like, actually, that is not like you don't want that for yourself. Definitely. And yeah. having that is actually quite exhausting yeah so I think it's it's quite interesting like definitely as you grow up you kind of realize me at the wise old age of 23 but you know you know, you kind of realize that actually you're lucky to not be in that mind state
1: 100 percent. and when you hang out with people like that you realize like very quickly when everything is spiraling and getting out of control and the people who actually do care about you are the ones that are kind of like what are you doing man like you need to slow down you need to mm-hmm. chill out a bit like
0: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer
1: you're pushing away the people that actually care about you whereas those people that are spiraling down with you they don't actually care about you on a deep level they're just you know doing it to fuel their own sense of fun and satisfaction and stuff maybe like by dragging you down definitely yeah what do you think is the appeal of fixing someone so I would say I think it's because maybe typically bad boys are not inclined to settle down so easily so maybe if like we can convince one to commit it feels kind of like an accomplishment like you've achieved something and at, like what you were saying before about um sort of like the eternal the eternal quest for validation and like the feeling of being enough for someone and stuff like do you think maybe it comes from that it's just always wanting that challenge and always wanting to feel validated by yeah potentially changing somebody enough that i don't know that you feel like you're good enough for them
2: i get what that where that comes from completely cuz it's like you are just trying to be like the savior or be like enough mm. for this person you know there's these there's so many studies on like if people cheat, they'll do it again. You know, Mm -hmm. if they don't want to commit now, you can't make them like, and I think that is the validation thing. Like you want to be good enough for this person. You want to be that person for them. You know, there's people that will say like, Oh, I never want to settle down and get married. I don't want kids. And it's like, no, I want to be the one that will convince them to be that person.
1: Exactly. And if you can change someone, does that make you in turn feel more worthy? Does it make you feel more funny, smart, cool? Like what, what are you actually getting out of changing that person? And then if you did change them, you probably wouldn't be interested in them anymore anyway because they, That's the they wouldn't have yeah. that fixable, like, need, you know?
2: Mm. And, I mean, I think completely, like, I think in the past I've dated people who the more I found out about them, the more I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I'm here for you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that is, like, mm. it's good to be that person for other people. Like, you need to be supportive for people that are around you and your partner and whatever. But mm-hmm. actually when it comes at the expense of your own self-worth and, like, loving yourself at the same time, Mm -hmm. like you put too much into that other person and anything that they say, like make or crushes you, you know, like make or breaks what you think about yourself.
1: If someone is there sort of helping you and bringing you up and, you know, bringing you back to a place that I don't know, is considered acceptable and nice and everything. If that person was to leave your life suddenly, like whether you broke up or whatever it might be, you would just crumble. So it's sort of like you have to, if you did want to make a change to yourself, you have to change yourself from the inside out rather than using someone as a crutch because if they leave, then it's all on you, like it's all over. Definitely. And
2: I think as well, I don't know, I was was listening to this podcast the other day, but it was kind of like, you know, there's no amount of people you can surround yourself with and there's no amount of like self-care you can do or anything Mm -hmm. like that that's going to fix what's
1: inside. Yeah. I guess if it's, if it's about you or about changing somebody else, whether whoever's helping who, if you use someone as a crutch to make a positive change, then you are running the risk of, you know, crumbling when that person inevitably does leave your life, whether it's through breaking up or losing touch or whatever it might be. So I guess, yeah, the lesson is you can surround yourself with people that support you, but you really need to do the work for yourself to sort of like, build a strong foundation and a strong sense of self-esteem and trust in your own actions and everything to actually make a positive yeah. change that's permanent. I mean, that is definitely
2: just life advice for everyone, isn't it? Kind of mm. the self-love thing for anyone in your life, but especially when you're dating these people that you know show you like the Machiavellian side to life or you know, you know yeah. they're, they're running wild and they're doing all this thing that you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's kind of cool or whatever." And it it shows you a side that means you don't have to face up to actually reality, you know, yourself. Mm. Yeah. And like the, the person I'm with now is the complete opposite of anyone I've been with before. Like I probably wouldn't have said to him the other day, like if someone gave me your personality on a piece of paper, it would not Mm. be somebody that I'd probably give the time of day to before. But I think the fact that he's actually taught me that it's okay to kind of chill out and just sit back and like not everything has to be mental all the time or like you don't always have to have a problem that you're fixing he's like why does this have to be like this so (laughs) yeah it's definitely a nice change to actually have someone that isn't um interested in all of that and like I think it's just too much effort for him apart from anything. Like why does he (laughs) need to be going out and fighting and doing drugs and, you know, sleeping with someone else every other week? Like it's just too much for him. It's
1: a good change of pace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our last question is, do you think you can truly change a bad boy? So in my opinion, you can't change anybody that doesn't want to change themselves. So if you're just kind of, you're fighting a losing battle if someone doesn't actually want to change and if you're trying to fix someone that either A, doesn't know they have a problem or B, doesn't want to do anything about it, then you're already at a loss.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that reminds me of the one person that I think I've been with that really, really was the epitome of like toxic. Um Mm. and for him, he just could not see that he had any problem whatsoever. But it was just like unbelievable the way he like treated other people or spoke to Mm. other people, just the way he was out like in general public and everything. It's just not how you can go through life behaving and I'm sure that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that he needs to unpack but at that time there was no way like every nothing was his problem so yeah I think that's one of the things isn't it like you can't kind of you can't take one of these bad boys and like you can have fun with them like they're fun to be around you know if you find someone Mm. that's actually a nice person as well fun to be around Mm -hmm. but you know it's not I'm sure a lot of people will tell you that it's not sustainable for the long term, and it's actually more just draining for you rather than um, a healthy, productive time.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I guess um, if you did change them as well, you probably wouldn't be interested them interested in them anymore anyway. So it's kind of like it's just like a constant, like chasing chasing that rainbow but you know at the end of the day you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink like if someone doesn't want to change their behavior like (laughs) they're not going to change so I guess the lesson is yeah stay away for for your own good but um it is it is a bit of fun (laughs) Self
2: preservation in all areas
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if you're out there listening reach out to me with um your bad boy stories I want to hear them all and um yeah, thank you very much for joining the podcast again, Harriet. You're always such a wonderful guest with loads of no insight. Worries. And um, I'm sure we're going to have lots of, lots of questions off the back of this app. <laughs> I just feel like I'm the blind leading the blind when it comes to advice. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up there. But um, I'll chat to you soon, girl. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my chat with Harriet. Please let me know on my Instagram at madsworld.mp3 if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share. Love and elbow taps. Peace.